hail our fair Riverdale. Register. (laughs) My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And we are here today to talk about Riverdale. I am very sick. Yep, another week, another episode of Riverdale. Yeah, are you, yeah. Are you going to be okay for this I'm one? I'm going to be good. <clears throat> I'm going to be doing real good. Awesome. I'm going to be up front. I think this episode was the uh, weakest of the show since chapter four. I totally disagree, and that's really mean of you to say. I'm sorry, I do. So what is, sorry, what was, what's the episode called, John? The week, uh, the week episode. That you're criticizing. Chapter 15, do we Nighthawks. Even, do we even like this show, John? Or are we just using it as a platform to insult the stupid president? Um, With our okay. stupid jokes. Listen, not everyone is, is all on top of your Twitter, and now you're alienating a large amount of our audience. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. She's angry about a one-star review we got. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Okay. So this episode is chapter 15. Nighthawks. Nighthawks. I don't know the reference. There is a really cute breakfast bar in Hollywood called Nighthawk. That's got to be it. It's probably it. They serve <laughs> like um, boozy milkshakes and they have um, really good like food and stuff. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's very dark and I like to see my food. Because how do I know if there are bugs in it if I don't see it? <sighs> Real talk, though, that's a struggle we all deal with, I think. I think so. Yeah. I can't imagine why they think we go on too many tangents on here. <laughs> anyway. Nighthawks is written by Michael Grassi, who also wrote Chapter 4, The Last Picture Show, uh, Chapter 12, Anatomy of a Murder, uh, and a few episodes of Supergirl, Lost Girl, and Degrassi, The Next <gasps> Generation. Oh, we've talked <clears throat> about him before. Yeah. Because I was like, Grassy. That sounds like somebody who wrote for Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Degrassi. So Do you guys know s- how much? <laughs> so much. So he wrote the episode where Miss Grundy left town. And the episode where And the episode where they found out that Cliff killed Jason. Jason. Right, right. Yeah. I think I said it right. No, you did. Okay. You did. That's just how Cheryl and also the intro of Jason Derulo's song, Say Jason. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. Bringing the most important facts to our I audience. Know. I know. It's so important. It was directed by Allison Anders, Ladies. who directed uh, Chapter 7, In a Lonely Place, uh, some episodes of Murder in the First, uh, and an episode of Orange is the New Black, which is relevant because it's the one where they uh, talk about uh, what love means to all of them. One goes... It's like getting into a bath, but the water is like warm chocolate pudding. And the Smiths are playing. There's a light that never goes out. Oh, there's one lighting all over, and they're like five dudes massaging you. <laughs> and you have a pizza. She's right, and you also have a pizza. That sounds so nice. <laughs> but I also, I don't know if I want to sit in the bathtub. I, I think it feels like it. It isn't actually. Oh, okay. Like, then, no, yeah, you're, that's nice. Uh, so episodes of What About Brian and Sex in the City. I've heard of the Sex in the City. You've heard of the Sex in the I've City show? I've heard of this, yes. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. <clears throat> so there were uh, there were a couple plots this week. Um, the one I want to start with is the event of the week, because every week in Riverdale something's going on, and this time it's uh, Saving Pops Diner. Yeah, can we talk about how salty everybody has been about Pops? 
Like, places get robbed all the time. Um, Pop said the place got robbed all the time. It was even a victim of the Riverdale riots. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Well, it was a long time ago. I still <clears> need <throat> a, an explainer on that whole situation. But, like, I don't know. I feel like people, like, people get held up in restaurants and convenience stores and everything, like, all the time. Like, why? And Fred's alive. So why are they calling it the Death Diner? <laughs> well, um, you might remember the end of last season, Jughead said that that was the moment that the soul of Riverdale truly died. Yeah, I know, but, like, he's alive. Like, Fred's fine. If you, they don't feel safe going to the diner because it's not safe. But the diner is fine. Like, it, Look, I agree. Calling it Death Diner doesn't make sense because no he's, he's alive. Unless they're going to pull an Ugly Betty twist. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Okay, let me school you. Spoilers for anybody who's not caught up with a show that came out 10 years ago. Um, one of the characters on the show gets shot in like a convenience store, I think. And you're not sure if he lives or dies. And then the first episode of the new season, you see he's alive and he's home with his wife. And she's tending to his wounds. And like they won't leave the bedroom because she's nervous about him, blah, blah, blah. And then at the, I think it's the end of the episode, you learn that he didn't survive and that she's kind of just, like, imagining him and she's sort of home and, like, depressed. And so she's not leaving the bedroom because I guess it's, like, the place that reminds her of him. And so they have, like, their own little world. And it's actually a really Here, good twist. Here's why, for sure, you're wrong. And that's not what's <laughs> happening here. I'm not saying that I'm right. It's because Fred chose to live last week. Also, something I want to talk about from last week that I didn't really get to was... Um, in his vision, I think I understand why he had that sight of Molly Ringwald at the wedding and she, like, winks at him and shit. She's the black hoodie? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It's just a behind-the-scenes machination to to give him a reason to fight for their marriage again. Is like, somewhere in that he, like, Aww. he's like, I still want to be with her. Like, it's like a stupid little thing. Like, he'll be like, you were in my visions and I, I love you that's and I'm cute. not, and I don't want to get divorced anymore. I think that's what... Yeah. That was four. Um, also, fun fact about that whole flashback scene. There's a very real chance that Roberto wrote that as a wink and a nod to uh, Luke Perry's character on Beverly Hills 90210, who basically had the exact same thing happen to him. Mm, an homage, yeah, probably. Yeah, like in a car accident, though, because he was oh. on heroin. It was a whole fucking thing. He made good decisions back then. Yeah, no. So, Dylan McKay is not Fred Andrews, let's just say that. <laughs> So yeah, a bunch of kids spray-painted Death Diner on Pop's chocolate shop, which is the best because then we get to see Pop have one of the weirdest lines to ever read, which is like, did you see what they wrote on my chocolate shop? It's like, yes. I'm like, do you actually call it a chocolate shop? Chalk. I thought we just all referred to it as the diner. Uh, I do. I feel so bad for Pop. <laughs> yeah, the whole staff quit, and nobody will go there anymore. I'm except sorry. for Jughead, who is the most loyal customer I've ever seen. People don't quit banks because their banks get held up. That's a good point. I know. I'm just saying. People are very mean about this whole diner situation. I, I think uh, Riverdale is full of a bunch of wusses, though. I think so, too. I'm just... I'm not saying that's a flaw in the show as much as I'm saying it's a flaw in the character of the Riverdale people. <laughs> so Betty decides to fight for Pops because when she mentions it to Jughead, he's like, listen, I am full up on social <laughs> issues right now. Is I can't really deal with this one. Can you take point? Which is funny because then he proceeds to like be with her for the entire thing for the rest of the episode. So his bug head forever, I guess. But Veronica's the one who's like, "I'll join you," and then she gets distracted by her own subplots throughout the episode. My father, Hiram Lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the yes. One. Uh, 
but there is a fun scene where Betty and Jughead uh, visit Mayor McCoy. Who's and so ask pretty. if, like, she's, she's got a great arms. She does have great arms. Yeah. Michelle Obama arms? Yeah, yeah, she's got those Michelle yeah. Obama arms. Yeah. Uh, I'll never have those. <laughs> I do not like exercising my arms. What do you mean? It feels great. Oh, shut the fuck a, up. You get a good pump? It's the, uh, never. No. No. No? It's cardio or bust for me. That's... I sometimes take this drumming class. I just, I just feel like I don't know if I'm actually doing well with cardio, whereas I know I'm doing well with uh, with weightlifting. Yeah, well, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a bit of an affection. Mayor McCoy uh, will not save the diner. She just kind of wants to end this whole thing and, like, remove the memory of the event. She's really into um, just making things go away right now. Where are they going to eat? Yeah, it's the only place to get food in the entire town. They've, like, literally never shown them eating anything other than something from Pops. Well, uh, Molly Ringwald and, um, and Fred Andrews were like, oh, where should we order food tonight? Like, they were, they were thinking There's of, like, no. Chinese and pizza and all this stuff. Of course, every one of those options are from Pops. They're all <laughs> But, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's dangerous. Uh, but... Betty comes up with this idea that she's going to do a throwback night for Pops. It's Where it's going to look like that quick little 50s flashback from the start of the episode. Yeah, that is weird. But I, I do like, this is a really cool moment in this, where Veronica asks why Betty is going to go to the mat. Gonna Is this the hill she's going to die on? And she says, uh, she basically cut through every significant moment for her character that's happened at Pop's Diner. It was really cute. But she also was like, Kevin, that's where we, we met. It's like, footage not found. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, sure. Also, I don't really understand that. Like, Kevin's like, I just want me, I'm just here to be a part of it, but you're not, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm a series regular now, but I don't have anything to do, so. They just killed off Moose. Uh, yeah. They did kill off Moose. Maybe he's not dead. I mean, I'm not saying that Listen, he, yeah. if, if Fred lived and Moose and Midge live, then the Black Hood sucks. Well, maybe he does suck. He's like Brandon James level inefficient. <laughs> no, no one gets that reference. Except for the crossover fans we have. The, the fans from our original podcast? Yeah. Do you like scary podcasts? <sighs> Yeah? Okay. Just say you should listen to that one if you want. Uh, oh, and uh, the worst scene in the entire series is in this episode. Worst scene. Worst scene. Okay, follow me. It's uh, it's the one where Betty and Veronica go to recruit the, the River Vixens to help work at Pops that night. Okay. And Josie's just there. She's just like, I'm a River Vixen now. And we're like, okay. I, I hate this scene. Why? Because you think it's like because it in. because it's a transparent writer thing of now she'll be in more stories. Yes. No. Absolutely. It has nothing to do with who she is because Josie would not have time for this. I was gonna say it actually seemed kind of on brand for her to have already been a river vixen. It does not seem quite as on brand for her to just be like, sure, I'll do this now. Right. And just her and none of the other members of her group. Yeah, it, yes, exactly. She's going to work on her moves. All they do in the River Vixens is, like, thrust their butts at things. That's I mean, the, I'm all of the dance moves they have. They have the tiniest shorts. 
in this episode specifically. Yeah. Also, they've never worn those uniforms that they wore in the first episode. I think they. Oh. It's only the sexy shorts, the sexy dolphin shorts, and the. Well, that's t-shirts. what they. That's what they wear in practice. Yeah, I'm just saying. There also hasn't been like a single football game on screen. That's okay. I'm okay with that. There never needs to be another football game. I would like to see one. That really? would have been a that would have been a decent Archie plot. Would have been just giving him a football game. <sighs> you hate sports I hate so much. Sports. I hate sports. I, I know I should really like get more into Friday Night Lights, but sports. I will watch Friday Night Lights. You don't even watch the Olympics or anything. No, I hate the Olympics. I've watched. Yeah, I don't like the Olympics. They're boring. I am. Um, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm offending a lot. I a just, lot of people. I, wow, I've never seen anyone just so against any kind of athletic well, competition. It's not that I'm against it. I just find it boring to watch. I would rather play a sport than watch a sport on television. I would rather go to a football game than watch one on television. Yeah, but like watching a football game is boring. A sports movie is or a TV show isn't. Oh yeah, boring. no. But I'm just saying, like we have more interesting things here than who wins like the his, football. Like practice his music. Game. Like Archie's music? I did not say that. Like, I'm just saying, if you want an Archie plot, it's it's stronger. Football, the music? Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want Archie to go find, like, another music teacher. Like, that would bore me. Yeah, get a football coach. It's <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the thing. Do we have private coaches for these events? No, they don't. I feel like we got a little off track there, John. Also, Cheryl is apparently back in charge of the Vixens, and she feels like someone hit a complete reset button on her in I this whole like episode. If, if Cheryl was living a Groundhog Day existence, like every day she was reliving the same I day. Swear, every episode she feels like a completely different person than the last I one. I love her. No element, behavior, no, no element of the girl that threatened her mother last week is in this. She's just back to, I'm just the queen bee of the high school. And is she really the theme when she has one friend? Like, how is how is no element of the I almost killed myself under ice stuck with her? Well, that was like two days ago, Sean. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure it's been a couple weeks now. That was like three weeks ago. Because suddenly all the snow is melted and it's warm weather. Yeah, though it doesn't really make a lot of sense because they're, they're moving towards Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little confusing. Oh, there's other issues with that. That's an Archie segment, yeah. But um, they, when they're like, Miss Grundy's dead. Like she was a teacher here last semester. Well, in my school, we had quarters. Right, but he didn't say quarter. Yeah, I'll let them slide. I know it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's it's hard for that. It's hard. I don't want to be too nitpicky about uh, the timelines because I know how hard it must be for people who haven't been in high school to remember things like that. Um, and I try to block out most of my high school experience, too. So, actually, I had a nice high school experience, but, yeah. Great. I'm sorry. I am not feeling good, guys. I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> I am. But I'm just... Oh, my God. My brain is fuzzy. So, anyway, throwback night goes off. Okay. Um, yeah. Alice shows up when it's empty and it's like, this is going to be the death of this place. And then the next shot is it's like bustling with people. Speaking of people who have a new personality every episode, Alice. I don't, th- you know what? I disagree with that. Really? She's a bitch. She was actually very chill. She's always season. been. 
Well, she was kind of icy. She's just brutally honest with Betty. She's so mean to Betty for no reason. No, she wants Betty to focus her efforts elsewhere, and this is the only way she knows how. So she's like, don't be a river vixen because the blossoms are the devil. She didn't say that this season, though. No. She's come a long way from that. I guess so. But, yeah, no, she just... Now she's just telling her daughter, be like, don't bother saving Pop's diner. Which is so dumb because you would think she would want to save Pop's diner. Why? Because she is, like, all about, like, Riverdale as the institution. I don't know. I'm just saying. She's never been to Pop's diner in the show before. No. She has been to Pop's diner, but not on screen. Right. I'm pretty sure she's been to Pop's diner in the show, too. I don't think so. Anyway, not important, but... Well... Alice Cooper... Bit of personality switch in my mind. I don't think so. Betty does box the pussycats, who, for some reason, Val just isn't there. I know. Where is Val? I love Val. Like, what was the scheduling conflict? And the solution also makes me furious, because Cheryl shouldn't be a pussycat. A pussycat? Especially if the rule is woman of color. Yeah, and also... Red isn't the color. Can we please, please talk about... The song they they choose? Oh my god, you enjoyed it, didn't you? I... Thought it was a solid cover okay, so of a song they definitely shouldn't have been singing at that event. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. It literally made me so uncomfortable. It was a good cover, like like musically it sounded good. Yeah. They sounded good. Yeah. It made me so uncomfortable. It's 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 a bunch of children who were like, Pop Steiner, what do we have at Pop Steiner? Milkshakes. Milkshake! Alright, let's do it. <laughs> it's kind of like, did you watch Search Party? No. Okay, so there's this part of Search Party where they go to a memorial for um, the girl who's like missing, and they and it's like the chorus or the acapella group or whatever starts singing "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and it's just like they change the lyrics, but like not much. They just go "Since You've Been Gone." Well, these girls didn't change the lyrics at all. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Sometimes context like, is important. Like these girls just do like a like a sexy dance number on the roof of pubs. Yeah, and it's very for sexy, everyone. It's like we just saved the diner. It made me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> but like I loved how uncomfortable it made me. I don't know. Like I watched it. I got, I saw the clip before the episode came out. The the one the full performance one. Yeah, yeah. and I watched it like twelve times. Like I'm not kidding. Yeah, me too. It was great. But yeah. like I hated it. But like I don't know how I feel about I, it. I always, it's funny because I at this point I'm starting to be like, are the full song performances like in some kind of alternate reality from the actual show? Yeah. Because in the song Archie's just like out there with Monica and having a great time, but in the show he's just like, excuse me, excuse me, I gotta be traumatized over here. I think what it is is probably they film that full version mm-hmm. and then they. When, they during editing, they time. just they cut it all down. Yeah, and because it's a nice like bonus material that you can send press in advance and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I noticed that there was like like Veronica and Archie and Betty and Jughead. Mm-hmm. Unless they're not really supposed to be in character, they're just supposed to be like no, no, they're in character. You think? Of course yeah. they are. That would be just a whole different layer that nobody needs. <laughs> uh, Alice does take note that. The serpents show up. It's outside serpents. She catches Reggie dealing uh, dealing drugs to Midge. No, no, no. Not dealing drugs. Dealing jingle jangle. Jingle jangle. Which is just pixie sticks. Imagine apparently. if it's not even drugs. It's not even drugs. It's just sugar. It's just sugar. Archie. Like, I would never well, I'm so high right now. <laughs> I used to do that in middle school. But according to Pops, um, this event and the Lodge donation that comes into play during Veronica's story uh-huh. uh, has made has saved his business. Which is like, yeah, really convenient. It's yeah. like a really. Well, it wouldn't be that. It would be really convenient if the lodges weren't like, 
We just bought the place. Like we said, we did it, but we did. Like I did see the good a good meme, which is uh, why would I want to buy Pop Tates' diner twelve seconds <laughs> later? So I just bought this place. <laughs> so good. No, they're like evil, but I'm not sure what their game is. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until they try to demolish Pop's diner, though. Like that's gonna happen, this and we have to have another party. Oh uh, God, they better not. This is this is my issue with this episode is that this is the same plot as the drive-in episode. Well, it just works this time. Did they not save the drive-in? No. It's the it's the construction site that Fred was working on. Oh, yeah! They didn't save the drive-in. No, they failed. And then, then Jughead had to go live at the school. Right. Yeah. Because he's too dumb to ask Archie for a place to stay. He's not dumb. He's prideful. <laughs> he's full of the pride. Don't say bad things about my weirdo. Okay. He's weird, though. It's a weirdo. Have you ever seen him without that hat on? It's weird. But Alice does warn Betty that um, about the drug deals, about the serpents, about the lodges. She she thinks this was actually, it gave um, all the dark parts of Riverdale a toehold. Like, yeah, which seems fair, because it did. But like, this could happen to any event. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's not really <laughs> She didn't fault. make Pop's Diner a haven for this stuff. I don't understand. Do the Southside Serpents not have their own pop cider? Like, is it? It's the White Worm. Yeah, it's the bar. I wouldn't eat food at the White Worm. Yeah, exactly. Neither would they. They know their limits. Yeah, no. Okay, who do you want to talk about next? Archie's plot, Veronica's plot, or Jughead's plot? Jughead's plot. Okay. Jughead goes to meet with his dad's terrible court-appointed lawyer. Who is terrible court-appointed? As they are all. He all is, but I wish they had more like. Like, they had, they had played it up more, his ineptness. Instead, he's just like, yeah, this sucks. Well, this is, like, screwed. literally every TV show where law is involved, <clears> where it's, like, you have one lawyer who's, like, this is the only way. You have to go to jail for 20 years so you don't go to jail for 50 years, 40 I know. years. I guess I just wanted him to be a little bit more over-the-top. Like, he seemed like a normal guy who just well, walked into the over-the-top world of Riverdale. It's like, okay. So the law... <laughs> well, I think that's kind of what makes it scarier because if you have this confident seeming lawyer telling you that like you can either do A, plan A, which sucks, or plan B, which sucks even harder, it's like that's terrifying. If you mm-hmm. have kind of like a bumbling idiot being like, well, I guess you could go to jail for 20 years, then at least you're like, I'm going to get a second opinion. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But you, our Jughead's first first plan after that is let's break him out of prison. Yeah, Jughead's not very smart. I'm saying it doesn't really feel like something he would say. No, I think he's just desperate. So the uh, snake, the serpent sent him to a snake wrangler, who uh, Penny Peabody. She is a lawyer at the back of a tattoo parlor. She's terrible. I kind of wish she had more tattoos if she's working at a tattoo parlor. Don't be judgmental. That's just me. Maybe they're covered by her clothes. She's uh, played by Britt Morgan, who was in The Middleman, which is one of the best shows on ABC Family before it became Freeform. Which one is The Middleman? It it lasted one season. Had um, Natalie Morales in it. I think that's her name. Uh, Natalie Morales, yes. And uh, it's it's about like a it's like a comic booky show where this dude fights and, is, and she's a sidekick, and they fight supernatural and super villains fun. and stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Where else did I super campy. from? I don't know off the top of my head. And I don't really feel like Googling it right now. It's fine. So she thinks that he can get his dad out of the deal if he gets the Blossoms 
to forgive FP. Which I feel like is still a long shot, honestly. It's a massive long shot. I don't think that's how the law works. <clears throat> I think it's a good oh, call. I think it's hard to say because um, I don't know much about the law, but that feels like a real thing. It's a, it's definitely a thing that would evoke sympathy with the judge. Like, mm-hmm. that's for sure true. Yeah. I don't think it's a thing where... It's not like a law thing. It's not like, okay, and if the family forgives you, then you go to time served. Yeah, I guess there was no jury on this one. It was just the judge's decision. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they if she made some sort of deal with the judge where she she was like kind of working behind the scenes anyway and pulling strings because she kind of gave him advice that she could Google. Now, I, I refuse to believe that. She you has think? no relationship with the judge. They would have shown that if she had a relationship with the judge. No, they put the pressure on Cheryl, the judge's... Totally his own person. I think, um, what was I going to say? I just think it's funny that she, now Jughead owes her something. Yeah. Because really, she didn't do that much. She gave him good advice, but good advice he could probably Google. So, uh, Jughead and Betty, who get the nicknames from, from, they visit Cheryl, and Cheryl calls them Hobo and Bride of Hobo. That's funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not nice. And they're at Thistle House, which is like I have modest th- Thornhill. <laughs> I have a theory about Thistle House. No, 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 I guarantee you that All she... All your theories are behind-the-scenes bullshit. This is just a little fun Easter egg. I wonder if Madeline Patch, like, orders Thistle, and that is why they called it Thistle House. You should probably Google Thistle House in Archie Comics to see if it doesn't already exist there. It's a vegan meal delivery service in Archie Comics. That I can't believe there's a vegan meal delivery service at all. There is. I ordered it. Why don't the regular meal delivery services cover vegan stuff? You would think they don't. I ordered it. There was too many beans. Too too many beans. This is. Not, I'm not even joking. This really happened to me. So, Mama Blossom, who looks ridiculous with her bandages and like her little like gypsy crown thing, yeah, going I loved on. It. I absolutely love it. And clearly, it's been a while because she's so like the mostly healed. Coral. Yeah. Like, Voldemort's in the back of her head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, like, she wants to watch FP burn. Like, she don't want to save that guy. Yeah. Cheryl even blames FP for allowing her to live in the same house as a stone-cold killer. Or a cold-blooded killer. Betty's like, you mean your dad? Your, your dad, the murderer? Right, yeah. Your father, how is this FP's fault? To be fair, I still think that FP did some fucking terrible things. Oh, yeah. Like that whole mess of dumping a dead body in the river? Yeah, I feel like we definitely forget that FP is kind of a shady dude. Yeah, I, I didn't forget that. I know, but like, like I just, I'm saying he probably does deserve to be in jail for a while. Like, he kind of does. But this does all lead to the best scene of the episode, which is when Betty confronts Cheryl in the locker room. I like that, too. Under perfect lighting, and it's almost terrifying that her hair matches her lipstick, matches her underwear. She's beautiful. She is. Yes. But she threatens Cheryl. Please, tell them how she threatens Cheryl. She... I'm talking too much. She tells... Sorry, no, I'm good. She tells um, Cheryl that if she doesn't testify on FP's behalf, 
she's going to show, um, or she's going to, yeah, she's going to, like, make Jason's death video in which Cliff shoots Jason. Um, she didn't put it online or make it public or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little weirded out that Betty has had this situation in play, like, for a while. Like, why is she holding on to Jason's death video? I think it's Dark Betty. Dark Betty, man. I think Dark Betty is going to be subtle moving forward. Yeah, I like... Uh, Instead of the horrendous wig-lipstick combo I thing... That, too. that didn't make any sense in the context of anything as the season went on. Well, because I think that the idea was that they were going to make... Probably right, more. but they didn't. They didn't, yeah. You have to... Full context, they didn't. I know. I think that... So it's just yeah. dumb. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of fun, but... Because the Polly was, without a doubt, the worst thing about season one. Polly? Yes. Worse than Miss Grundy. No, Polly was definitely worse than Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because Polly didn't... Because Miss Grundy had yeah. no ramifications. And Polly was this huge plot point that was just such a disappointment. And I'm really she glad she hasn't been in a single episode so far of season two. Well, I kind of... I, I want them to do something with her now. Even if they, like, sent her off to college and, like, they're raising the babies or yeah, something. She can go to the same place as, uh... As, uh... As, uh... Joaquin. Oh. She can get on the same bus. Oh. And just, like, as the door's closed, be like, here's the baby. And then leaves. The two babies, actually. Oh, right. Just it's toss twins. Them. Anyway... I like that show. <laughs> Cheryl ends up going to court and telling them Cliff threatened FP, and they get FP off with time served. Seems like not enough time. Just saying. Seems kind of unfair. But he's under parole. That's something. I still think he did bad things, guys. He did, he did. But if he was under duress when he did them, does that make it okay? If uh, Jughead was being threatened the whole time. Yeah, I understand the theory. I don't know. I'm not, uh, like, two years in prison, I feel like he deserved. That's two know, seasons without him in the show. I'm saying this, but I'm actually, like, a very big advocate for prison reform. It's weird. It's, like, I feel like on TV shows, I really want to throw the book at FP, or throw the book at characters, but, like, not in real life. I'm much softer in real life. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> because this. there's no real consequences on TV. <laughs> I understand, yes. And I do want Skeet Ulrich to still be on the show. So anyway, FP calls Jughead and warns him that uh, Penny is going to be dangerous in the future. And he's like, don't respond to her when she comes calling. I feel like that's not how it's going to... That's not going to solve any problems. I agree. Okay, where do we go next? Archie or Veronica? Veronica. So you're just... Archie is the main plot for the season. Just want to remind you of that. Sure. We're going to have to talk about it eventually. Well, I want to talk about Jingle Jingle last. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I saved Midge for last. Good. Her three scenes. Midge. I was, like, so into Midge. I was really on board for Midge. I was like, Midge, so cool. Oh, my God. Midge is way cooler than I thought she was going to be. And then Midge is dead. So, (laughs) as soon as Veronica's leaving the house one morning, Spender's like, hey, you might want to use the back entrance. And then her dad walks in. He's like, oh, because I was on my morning run? Which, okay, he has bat ears. Yeah, and also was looking sparkly as fuck. (laughs) He looks beautiful. He's so attractive. He's so attractive. It hurts. This this whole plot kind of annoyed me. Because it was all like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. Why introduce him in the previous episode in literally a dark corner, seeming super terrifying and evil, only for the next episode to be like, 
hey, why don't you like me? <laughs> like, I did not like this backpedaling they did here. Well, yeah. I think that the idea is that the episode you're supposed to be like, well, maybe we were wrong about Hiram. Oh, no, we weren't. Right. We're right. You shouldn't have introduced him then mm-hmm. as, like, Satan has come to town. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's awkward. I don't like it. The, he, he does do something kind of subtle that I thought was kind of funny, or they don't bring attention to it in the show. What do they do? You know when he goes to visit uh, Veronica at school? Yeah. He comes in with flowers and a box, and I'm going to assume that's oh, a cupcake cupcakes. box. Yeah. Oh my god! He's doing the Lodge family apology. That's so funny. I really need to make friends with the Lodge because I love cupcakes. (laughs) And he also, that's the moment where Veronica calls him daddy and then you get Kevin going, daddy? And then this this amazing expression. Did you just, did you see the trailer for Louis C.K.'s new show, a new movie? No. I love, I love you, daddy. Mm -mm. They just say the word daddy a lot and I'm like, I never want to hear the word daddy again. No. Daddy. Just never. No, it's bad. It's a terrible word. Never call my dad daddy. So, uh, later she hears that someone had bought Pops. Turns out it's a liquor store. So funny. Which is weird they did it anonymously. But anyway, she, like, confronts him at dinner and be like, you bought Pops. Like, no, I didn't. I would never do that. And buy Pops. Why would I do like, that? Like, he, he, he has this face like, I've never even heard of a Pops before. Even though I've lived in Riverdale? I, I grew up in this town. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. So he's like, he's like, just join us for dinner. Let's have a civil conversation. She's like, or let me blame you for everything. Fred Andrews didn't do it. Oh yeah, this letter you wrote me, Mom. Look at this. Oh, and this is a good. This is a nice. This is a, this is a cool moment because as it's being handed to her, you said she wrote it, and then Hermione yeah. says starts starts talking about how she wrote it. And I'm like, she didn't write it. She didn't write it. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, it reveals she didn't write it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was thinking that. I was like, when I said that, I think I, as soon as I, she admitted it, I was like, oh, she didn't write it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he was like. If she, what? Well, if he played it off like, well, I'm, your mother and I talked about that and it was fine. And then he was protecting her. Mm-hmm. Then that would have been like a different twist. But that's what I thought they were going with. But this actually works much better. There's um there's a really awkward scene in the episode where Veronica's just like in a room alone at school and then Jughead comes in. I like it. And he's like, Hey, I'm not your best friend or your boyfriend, but you wanna talk? And that just doesn't work for me because they've never talked one on one. No, before. they have actually. They had another scene just like this last season. It just I don't Jughead doesn't seem the type to see Veronica from a distance and be like, I should help her Aww. with her emotional issues. I should convince her to forgive her father. I think he's growing. I really do. I think his love with Betty and... I don't think there's any character reason for this to happen from him. Jughead like, if she had come to him, it would have made sense. But him going to her doesn't. I just... I think he's just trying to be a good man. You will... Always forgive Jughead for any kind of character instability. <laughs> yeah. He's a good one. He's annoying sometimes, but I love him. So, Hyam and Hermione come to throwback night, and Veronica kind of offers them a second chance. Yeah. And I was like, great, I'm going to make a donation. And then he, then he buys Pops secretly. That was exactly what Veronica didn't want. Yeah. Like, definitely exactly definitely not what she, she wanted. Want no. Well, she also... Probably didn't want to find out that he actually did threaten her mom, and her mom's just like, yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, so do you think that the mom really thought that she was being threatened, or do you think she more, like, understood, like, okay, this is the means to an end? This is how she survives. Yeah. Is by staying with him. I also don't think he was threatening her. I think that she misread that letter, kind of. He oh, was, no, no, no. He was for sure threatening her. You think? Yeah. But he wasn't saying, like, I'm but going to she's, your But she's fine with it because it worked. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, they get home and... Smithers has been replaced with Andre. Young Smithers. It's Andre. Uh, He'll become Smithers, Smithers had to soon. go home and visit his mom. Smithers is in a suitcase somewhere. Yeah. It's very disturbing. He's off with Jennifer Goodwin. Oh. Wait, you mean Jennifer Gibson? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who was I talking about? You were talking about Miss Grundy. Jennifer Goodwin, I think, is an actress or something. That's, that's yeah. Jennifer Goodwin is the actress on Once Upon a Time. That's right. And also the voice of the Oh, body. where is she? So Where is she? She's on... Oh, yeah. She's not on that show either. Mm-mm. I really like the new... The, what they're doing with the new episodes, so I'm into it. Yeah. I don't know. They had a series finale. It was really already. good, though. It was really... Like, I'm it's en- fine. That whole show is kind of bleh. I'm enjoying the season seven. I guess it's season seven. I'm enjoying where it's going, and I'm going to keep watching it at the gym like I do. Okay. Yeah. While you're, while you're doing your cardio. Exactly. The, gym, the only thing you do at the gym. I mean, sometimes I do Muscle things. burns a lot of fat. I know. <laughs> don't even go there. I know. I know. I read shape. I know. I just don't want to do it. It's hard. I hope I don't have a fever. Okay, after this, you're going you're gonna to take care of yourself for the rest of the day. Yeah, sure, totally. So, Archie, it's Archie's plot. Archie, he's being really annoying to the police right now. He's, like, showing up to be, like, bring me on patrols, looking for the guy. Oh, my God, yeah, no, that's not a thing, Archie. Poor Archie. He's still staying up all night and chugging a lot of energy drinks to do that, which is... As someone who recently started a night shift job, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I know. You haven't been doing that, have you? You haven't no, been doing the jingle I jangle. Haven't, <laughs> I haven't been having any jingle jangle. That's good. Which is good, because like, it keeps you up in more ways than one, yeah. which is super gross, new hot Reggie. Ew. <laughs> Ew, I just got what he got. Uh. <laughs> By the way, new hot Reggie doesn't feel anything like, like old Reggie? original flavor Reggie. Original flavor. Like, New Hot Reggie is a drug dealer greaser. I love it. He's so hot. <laughs> but that's like... <laughs> yeah, that's a... It doesn't... Oh, boy. It's just... I don't... Reggie is 100% not a full character on this show. I thought they were going to make him more of a frenemy of, of Archie, but it's more oh, remember, like... Remember Pilot Reggie? He was very chill. I'll never forget Pilot Reggie. Pilot Reggie was very cool. I loved Pilot Reggie. They, he is whatever the episode needs him to be. Yes. And this episode needed him to be a drug dealer, so he is. And he may never be a drug dealer again. Well, I think he's probably going to get in trouble for that jingle jingle shit eventually. Who knows, man. Sometimes, it doesn't seem like a lot of people get in trouble for the things he did. For example, when, they're, when uh, they announce Miss Grundy's dead and Archie goes to the police and tells about the ex... At no point does anyone mention, oh, also, that was a presumed identity. She's not actually Miss Grundy. Well, And her ex would have known that, what her real name was, when they brought him in. So. Wait. They, they, remember? Okay. It was Jennifer's 
ex-husband right. that was dangerous and coming after her. Yes. And so she went far away to Riverdale. But the Greendale police track him down, which means someone had to find out that she wasn't really Miss Grundy. Well, but that news doesn't get dropped for the rest of the town. Nobody knows this. Well, and the dude is close enough to bring in on a moment's notice. She was alive. No, here's the thing about Miss Grundy. I think that Miss Grundy's presumed identity was an identity to protect herself. I don't think it was to manipulate other people. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, I don't think she's going to get in trouble no, the, for that. Uh, but, but she stole an identity. The oh, yeah, one. that's true, actually. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But she's dead now, so it's, let it it's go. It's just, yeah, it's cl- the plot is just as dropped as it can be. Yeah. They don't want it anymore. They know that we don't want it at all. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh... Oh, Archie also asked Alice to check with the coroner to see if uh, the killer of Miss Grundy is the same one who ki- who shot his dad. And creepy coroner guy is just like, nah. Yeah, and also, um, where does she get this money from to pay off all these people? From from the Riverdale Register. Uh, yeah, because that's making so much money. Well, it's not. Let's I mean, say that we do this for free, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. Newspapers are not what they used to be, John. It's, uh, it's Polly's college fund. She's not sending Polly to college. I, well, I waste the money. <laughs> it's so mean. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. No. So. But uh, Archie, or she tells him that it wasn't the same killer, but he did strangle Miss Grundy with a cello bow. Oh. <laughs> the same oh. one that he bought her. It was very durable, though. <laughs> it was an excellent, excellent cello bow. He spent good money when you sold that guitar for it. I do have issue with this, though. This idea that we know it's the same guy, but the characters don't. Yeah. That never produces good drama in television for the audience to know something that none of the main characters do. Well, I think that next episode, they're going to realize. Yeah. It sounds like the dude makes a statement next episode. Yeah. It seems like it's not his... We were talking about serial killers and stuff. It's not how he killed people, which can be definitely a tell, like how somebody kills people with meth... Methodically. Methodically. Um, But it seems like he might be targeting specific people for a reason. He's a Mm -hmm. vigilante, so. Oh, Archie does attack a man in the hood at his house. But it's it's him. It's Reggie. It's sexy Reggie. New hot Reggie is like, I was just playing a prank on you. Yeah, which is not nice. It's the shittiest prank. I don't get that. This happens in all TV shows. Like, People play pranks on people who have just suffered, like, deep trauma. Yeah. Like, you just... The dad almost died because a man in a black hood shot him. Yeah. You shouldn't wear that black yeah. hood. That happens on Pretty Little Liars, too. Like, the black hoodie thing. Like, people torment Allison with, like, the black hoodie situation when she was almost murdered by someone in a black... It's just not nice. Like, people don't have souls on television. Sniffle. Oh, my God. They don't have souls. They don't have souls. I do like how Reggie just calls Archie. Just like, what? You're just gonna fight a guy with a gun? Or you don't have a gun? gun? With it? With a, he has a gun. You don't have a gun. You don't bring a bat, baseball bat to a gunfight. Archie, you stupid. Yeah, but to be fair. And Archie takes the wrong <laughs> lesson from that. I appreciate that Dilton Doily is now hot. He was. It's the same guy. Yeah. Well, he got. He uh, glowed up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Archie buys a gun from Dalton Doily, which is very bad. Bad news bears. Right? Bad news right? bears. You don't think Archie should be? Um, no, I don't trust Archie with a baseball bat, so <laughs> I don't trust him with a gun, no. You don't trust Archie with a guitar. I don't trust Archie with a guitar. What is he going to do? 
What is he going to do? Which brings us to Midge. Oh, oh poor pixie loving, adorable. Sexy, sexy pixie Midge. Sexy pixie Sexy pixie, cute pixie Midge. It's hard to say. Sexy pixie Midge. Uh, visits new hot Reggie. She would have been like manic pixie dream girl. For some, for some jingle jangle. Yes. Now I'm mad that Moose cheated on her with Yes, Kevin. exactly. She is too good for him. I had a theory about this. That I was like, what if Midge and, and Moose were like each other's beards or something? And then Midge could go on and like be a cool like girl. Like and flavor up the cast a little bit. But no. No, no, we don't get any of that because later than they're taking their pixie sticks. They're making out. Yeah. Like a bunch of animals. They start getting it on uh, when the black hood just walked on the car super cash. It's a Zodiac reference. Bang, bang. Yeah. Bang. It's like a lot of gunshots. Bang, bang into the room. (laughs) Bang, bang into the car. And yeah, he, he probably just killed two teenagers. Yeah, he did. I think he did. Poor Moose. Moose will never get to figure out his sexuality. I think we... Is he bi? Maybe. That'd be cool. Except he's dead now, so then that's sad. We don't know. That would be cool. I think there needs to be more bisexual male characters on TV shows. I can go on a whole rant about this <laughs> if you want. We don't have a lot of time. We don't have time. But I've only ever seen, like, two characters who identify... Who are men and identified openly as bisexual on television. It's an interesting point. Yeah. Huh. And uh, one of them was on Degrassi. Just saying. <clears throat> We're done. Mm. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. I like everything. Okay. <laughs> no, I did. I liked the ending, even though it made me sad. Um, <laughs> the I, ending wasn't the problem. Yeah, I think you were way too harsh on this episode, John. I'm, it's, it just felt like they were just kind of resetting things. Like, they weren't allowing... Most of the most of the scenario that we were ending on from last season to continue into this, they wanted to take everything back to its uh, its like median level. You know, put Cheryl back to Queen B, uh, put put Betty and her mom back to being at odds with one another. Well, isn't that kind of how life works, though? Like, I feel like people don't fundamentally change overnight. Yeah, but this isn't life. This is Riverdale. This is Riverdale. I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. This is Riverdale. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Do my spooky voice. Okay. Uh, prom king, prom queen, chaperone, and under the bus. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy we're not doing the fucking Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Got bad. Got bad response to that one. <laughs> really bad. I mean, I got bad response in the room when I cringed. <laughs> but um, prom queen, Betty, for saving the... For saving the has, has prom queen ever not been Betty? Like, no, yeah, last week it was Veronica. Yeah, yeah, we gave it to Veronica. Um, yeah, Betty, prom queen, prom king, not Reggie, who is selling drugs to everybody. Prom king. Can it be Moose? Can, it, can the Aww. queen be Midge and the king be Moose? Well, just because, I mean. I don't know, prom king, prom everyone kind of sucks this yeah, episode. everyone kind of sucks. Like, Jughead does his smithers. best, but we give it to Jughead all It's Smithers. It's Smithers. <laughs> Smithers is the problem, Kate. Smithers, yes. And then who's the chaperone? The chaperone is Fred? Oh, Pop. It's Pop. It's Pop. That's a good point. Pop. He just deserves a win, honestly. I don't know if that actor is, like, if he's doing that on purpose. I think he's, he's doing it on like, purpose. It's I'm funny. just so shocked all of this is happening. Oh, I just feel, everything. I feel so bad for him. Like, and, I honestly uh, feel so bad. All right, who would you throw under the bus? Ooh. 
That's hard. Mrs. Blossom. But no, that's, nah, she didn't really do anything this episode to me. I mean, yes, I throw her under the bus because she's like a murderous fiend, but... Um, oh, who would I throw under the bus? I thought that... Hmm, Alice Cooper, this episode. Huh. She was being annoying. Really, or really Hiram. Hiram. Fuck you, Hiram. <laughs> no, Mrs. Hiram. Hermione. Hermione. <laughs> yes. Hermione is the Antichrist. Wow. She's like the Lady Macbeth. We were steroids. so into her when this show you were, started. We were like, she's so nice. She just like hangs around, drinking wine, being a chill mom. They like really did a 180 on her character. She is the fucking worst. <laughs> she like she doesn't even like her daughter. It's like weird. <laughs> That is one problem. The one problem that I really have with the show this season is that they really, they didn't really devolve Hermione. It was almost more like they peeled back layers so that you could It see. happened over last season, too. Yeah, it was like, oh, she's just a bad person. Like, that's what I got. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you thought she was nice, but she's bad. She's loyal to the wrong people. Or you want to believe that it's not her choice, but it's becoming increasingly clear that, no, she's choosing this. Oh, absolutely. She's, she's su- super loyal to her husband. Do you think it could be an act of some kind? No. And, well, here's my hope. I hope that she is kind of trying to trick Hiram into thinking, oh, I'm so loyal, I'm such a good wife, blah, 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 and then she's going to screw him over. Well, 100% you're wrong. Yeah, you think? I don't think that. But do you want to get into the rumor mill? Yeah, that's my rumor mill theory. Is that it? I want to, I also introduce a segment of you did not dress appropriately for this occasion. Okay. And it goes to... Actually, I'm not sure. Everyone, uh, everyone the, the Pussycats <laughs> performance on the roof. Ah. Uh, which is like, it's sexy little skimpy outfits, but is it cold? It's very cold. It's yeah. probably freezing. That's all. That's, I, got, I, yeah. I had better stuff last week when it was like, Archie wore a bloody shirt to walk his dog. That's true. <laughs> that was bad, too. Um, okay, rumor mill this time. The Black Hood, I I've think. gained nothing. In fact, I have less information on the Black Hood now. I have no idea who it could possibly be. If it's someone we've already met, it could not be because we didn't meet Cliff for a few episodes. I think that the Black Hood, the only rumor mill that I have this time is that I think that the Black Hood is going to be a vigilante of sorts, but he's going to be kind of like a twisted vigilante whose moral compass is like, like he thinks that the people he's killing, he's doing for just reasons, but it's actually, you know, he's killing basically innocent people. So like he's he's the punisher. I don't, I don't know what that means. You guys keep saying this, but I don't know what that means. Um, Punisher is a, is a Marvel character who, I don't, who dispenses justice by murdering people. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. That's a vigilante yeah. as well. Batman is like this too, but like, it's like. Batman doesn't kill people. Oh my God. He kind of sometimes does. Well, oh no, he doesn't. That's his thing. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I, anyway. I think that this vigil he's a vigilante in quotation marks because he thinks he's doing the right thing, um, but he has a twisted moral compass, maybe because of a childhood trauma or something. So he murdered Midge and... For having sex in a car and doing drugs. And he murdered Mrs. Grundy for... I think he murdered Mrs. Grundy because she's a pedophile. Okay. Which I think is fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> um, did he shoot Fred? I think that's going to be the more intriguing mystery. I think it's like once they figure out what the Black Hood is doing and why he's doing it, the real question is going to be like, well, what did he think Fred did? So suddenly it becomes Fred's fault? Are we victim blaming now? Okay, we're not victim blaming, but maybe maybe Fred did do something bad. I mean, we're not blaming Midge and Moose for hooking up in a car either and but drinking that, all their jail That posits that this dude came out of nothing from last season. 
Yeah, I don't know if he did. I think that's problematic. Or what I think is going to happen is that he's going to realize that P- that Riverdale is not the perfect idealistic town he thought it was. Because of Cliff? Because of Cliff. And he's going to be like, I need to make sure that my Riverdale goes back to being the beautiful place that it was. And you're going to kill everyone to do it? Yes. I think it's... Do you think he killed Cliff? No. I was thinking about this. I was like, well, what if he was working with Penelope to kill Cliff? Like, if what if, like, Penelope knows... And that means he's for hire. Well, or he's a friend of the Blossom family or something. This is just like... That means they know who's going around killing people. Right. So and they were the I ones who complaining about having a killer in their house. Okay, I don't think that it's really deeply connected to the Cliff Blossom thing, but what if he kills Penelope next because she murdered Cliff? Well, then they'd have to confirm that she killed Cliff. I think they did. I don't think they did. I think they basically did. They said some, They said Cheryl knows something about what happened with their dad in that room. Maybe yeah. he just chose to do it himself, and her mom was just like, here, let me get a block for you. Ha, that'd be hilarious. It's really, really high up in the air. Oh, no, like please don't. high up in the air. Don't, don't hang yourself, Cliff. Please. So much to live for. <laughs> you tope-wearing piece of shit. Yeah, fair enough. Fair so, enough. so is that, is that it? Ooh, uh, who's the third pussycat? Wow. Uh, no, no, the other one. Melody? Yeah, she had lines for the first time. I know. Tonight. What did she, <laughs> she say? She can speak. She's like, you do love cheese fries. <laughs> yeah, you do love cheese fries. Good for you, Melody. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like they're having a lot of trouble working Josie into things. So they're just like, yeah. oh, I guess the Pussycats are performing here. And she's like, I am? Yes, you are. I know. I liked her episode last season where it was like you peel back the li- Yeah, I thought that was cool, but I guess... We will get more of her because we'll have 22 episodes. Oh, that's too many. I know, but it'll be fun. There's so many We're going to have so much fun, John. It's going to be fun. And we'll have as, a break, I'm sure. I'm as long as, yeah. Don't be so nervous. It makes me sad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess we kind of ran out of stuff. Uh, it looks like well, next week. We ran out of stuff after an hour of speaking. Oh, wait. You were saying that um, the Black Hood is actually a thing from Archie. Like, you did yes. research on this. No big deal. Yeah, the Black Hood is actually a character from Archie Comics, um, or from, yeah, I guess from... The from, same publisher? Yeah, something like that. Like, I don't know if he exists within the world of Archie, but um, but yeah, he is a vigilante, an ex-cop. There's been a couple of iterations of him, as they do with the superhero thing, like, one dies, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, the diamond shape cutouts mm-hmm. and the fact that they keep referencing that it's a hood it's not a well yeah because i'm sure in the actual comics it's like a bag on his head kind of thing well no it's the same thing it oh. like looks like a hood. Well, it's not a hood then i don't really know what they it's mean just, by a hood versus a ski mask but it's just whatever. A, it's just a hat that he like when there's hats that he pulled all the way down and he just cut holes in the eyes on like yeah, that's not what i would call a hood a hood is like what i have on my hoodie right, right now. and also you can't have a hood without i think what they're trying to say is it's, a, it's like an executioner's hood you know, oh, I think that's... Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's what they're trying to say, but it's not something that we use in, like, normal life. Like, we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, the Black Hood is a character from the publisher of Archie Comics. I don't know if he's ever interacted with Archie. It doesn't seem like it, but who knows? Um, and, and yeah, we'll just have to see what the situation is. Yeah. And so, we'll be back here next week to talk about... Uh, the next chapter 
Where can they find you, John? Oh, my God. You can find me on Twitter, at John Patton, and at my blog, The Catch from the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. I have nothing to say about that pun. Oh. Uh, Damn, she's so (laughs) sick, she can't even react to the pun. I know, it's so sad. Um, And you can find me at Twitter. I am at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, you can rate, review, and subscribe. I would highly recommend you leaving us a review because maybe if you leave us a nice review, we'll start reading them. Yeah, and uh, if you use TV Time, we're on that too. Yeah, TV Time is great. You can you can start tracking all the shows you watch. Um, I watch a lot of TV. And it's, <laughs> it's a nice, helpful app. It just reminds me an hour before something started. It's nice. Which is also it's convenient. a great app. Honestly, it's a really, really well done app. And mm-hmm. not just because they're on it, but if we're on, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm sorry that I sound weird. I love you all. I can't wait to see you guys again. Bye. Over and out. Okay, well, now I'm just, I'm going to sound like a. You God, Caitlin.